Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Sonia here. It's Thursday the 17th of September 2020. I've had to put my phone in my other hand because my muscles hurting in my left hand which is the where I usually hold it because I'm holding it out in front of me and, and talking I'm um, into the mic which is at the bottom of the phone. Maybe it's a repetitive strain. Who knows? How are you doing today? Uh, yeah, I wanted to share something interesting. And it's actually what I want to talk about today. Acceptance. But before, before I go there, uh, I was working yesterday. I started at 12.30. 12.45, although I I started a little bit earlier than that because uh, as a member of staff I needed to speak to before going into a meeting at 2 o'clock and my plan was to still have a lunch break so although I was starting my plan was yeah even though I was starting at uh, 12.30, 12.45 I would have a half hour discussion and then I would actually have a lunch break to then start at two but it didn't quite work out that way. I went straight into another meeting because uh, a colleague needed to speak to me about something and yes I know it's a choice but um, it's very difficult when you're I'm on a phase return and I've worked it that I'm having days in between to recuperate and it feels sometimes that the, the conversation can't wait a couple of days, although I'm sure it could, she says. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so it's quite full on. And finished just before 20 past four. So that's okay. Knew I was having a rest day today. I woke up this morning. I do what I normally do. And I I do what I normally do, which is before, before I'm actually ready to kind of get out of bed, I like to listen to something, a podcast. Uh, before it was reading, but, um, I listened to a podcast or listen to a, watch a YouTube video or listen to it anyway especially if it's something I was listening to or watching the day before and I want to continue. And that usually happens and I've found something new and I really did want to dig into as much of their content as I can. So I was listening and then I started to get that same feeling in my head, headache. I was trying to, I was trying to describe it. It's like a burning headache. Really strange. 
but it's the same kind of headache I've had over the last two weeks. The morning after I've been to work. So I started to feel it building up on the left hand side of my head. And I thought, oh, oh yes, of course. I was at work yesterday. And what I've normally been doing is turning off the podcast and just lying back down. But I, I decided I, w- I wanted to continue listening uh, to this person. And I don't know whether it's because of what he was talking about, but I, I, I sort of said to myself, I'm just going to accept, accept this. I'm just going to accept this pain in my head. Uh, I don't even think I was. I said the words resist or accept. It was just a feeling. And I continued listening until I felt the need to use the toilet. And I got up, and as I as I walked, I then sort of felt the pressure in my head. I felt this slight pain in my head, and I thought, oh, oh, I had a pain earlier. And and I thought, oh, is it that the pain went away, or is it that? Uh, I just wasn't aware of it and because I've got up and I've, I'm sort of walking, moving, I've become aware of it again. So I wasn't sure. And so, and <laughs> whilst I was in the toilet, I was, stuff was going through my head about it. I was thinking about it. I came back on the bed and I needed to record my thoughts about it. And I, and I started recording my thoughts about now acceptance and and change. It must have been something I was listening to. And then I could feel the pressure building up in my head and I was thinking, now is this because I'm thinking about it and talking about, you know, thinking about it, writing it down, that I'm starting to feel the pain in my head again? So that was interesting. But it got me thinking about acceptance and change. And so I did a little bit of looking at stuff. And decided that's what I wanted to talk about today on my walk. Because I, I, was, I, I got flashes in my head. And that's what happens. I get flashes in my head. I got flashes in my head uh, about maybe times I've accepted things. And that it's when I've accepted things that things seem to have changed and got better and that when I've not been accepting of a situation or person that's when I've suffered (laughs) it's felt really difficult and challenging (laughs) and I was thinking about my condition thinking about uh, my illness my chronic illness and I think there must have been a point at which I became more accepting of it, accepting of the health, my health situation. And I've got a number of health issues in addition to <clears throat> the meningitis. Ooh, a bit froggy there. 
So, uh, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, okay, this thing about acceptance, what does it mean? And I think sometimes in the past, and that uh, thinking about accepting something, something can sometimes feel as if you're you're giving up on something that you're tolerating something, especially if it's something you you don't want or you don't like. And I, that's not how I see it. And an acceptance is just for me. This is how it is. I can't change it. But by accepting it, it stops me from suffering, yeah, suffering and, and trying to make change happen or make somebody else change. So looking back in my life, so this is me to sort of go back, go back. And so as a child, let's think of that as a child. What did I, what did I, what did I struggle with? I think one of the things I think I might have spoken about before, one of the things I struggled with was my shyness. And I didn't know the word at the time, but obviously my introversion. But my shyness, that's what I, I understood or felt. Or, what's up, or that's what people told me. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because I wouldn't have come up, I wouldn't have said to somebody, I'm shy. Because I wouldn't have had the vocabulary in the early years, but obviously maybe by the way that I behaved and the way I am, that I was described as being shy. And so I picked up on that. And being shy was however I was presenting myself. And so maybe I wonder whether then I just did more of that. <laughs> You do more of what people say you are. You become that person. And I, I have not been, I had not been very accepting of that being me. Because it meant that I, 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 I missed out on so many things because of my shyness. And I definitely was not accepting of it and felt very bad you know I, I really beat myself up constantly because my shyness just seemed to stop me from doing things that I wanted to do although of course I think I spoke before that one of the things I have done is push myself to overcome my shyness and I've done that in a different ways. I did that by getting involved in the union and taking up um, responsibilities. So I was just thinking in more recent years, or thinking about people, because I think that as a child, <laughs> one of the things that happens, of course, is, you know, we see our parents in a particular light, you know, they're the best. They're wonderful, and then we go out into the big, wild, wide world as we as we get older, and we meet other adults, you know, and friends, and teachers, and other parents, and we start to compare our parents to other parents, or we compare 
our parents as adults to other adults. And uh, they come up short, don't they? <laughs> and I think that there would have been a period, well, not would have, it was, when I wasn't very accepting of my parents. Uh, I know that I wasn't, my, as I think I said that my, my dad punished us by, by beating us with a belt. And, and I think with my mum, my mum was very shy and, and I think when she became disabled, when she became physically disabled, I wasn't very accepting of that. I know that I wasn't accepting of that. I struggled. And it wasn't until I became accepting and became more present and realised that even if I was at, even if I was having to take my mum shopping, <laughs> which at one point I hated, you know, which, you know going around the shops, but, but I I got myself into a position where I think I must have. I've been ac become accepting of the situation and then looked at the opportunity. What was the opportunity? And, and I thought, well, it gave me an opportunity to be with my mum because at some point later on, my mum would not be around. And I wanted to be able to look back and know that I had spent quality time with her. And so although initially those times where I was helping my mum as practical care, and, you know, I had to take myself away from things. I saw those times as quality times because I got to be with my mum. Okay. Yes, it may have been because I was helping her and she needed my help, but I got to be with her. I, my dad, my dad suffered. My, I saw my dad suffering and... A part of my dad's suffering that I, I saw, and gosh, it's, it's such a big memory in my mind, is that he had some very negative experiences growing up as a child in Jamaica. And he would tell us stories of, of how... He had to fend for himself. He was, I can't remember the reasons why, but he was put out of the house and he had to, he was living out of the house and having to kind of cook for himself. I don't know whether he had to build fires or whatever, but he wasn't in the home. And in the end, he was, he went to an aunt to be looked after. And he blamed his siblings this he, he talked about his siblings I don't know dobbing him in or saying negative things about him uh, he was the oldest I think well not think he was and it, right up until he passed away and he was 75 he still would relay the stories of his childhood with anger and resentment and and I think he suffered because of it he never got to the point where he accepted what happened and let go he was never able to let go and and so 
Those feelings he had, so it meant that things that happened in the present with family members, straight away it triggered those those negative memories from the past and sort of fueled those those negative emotions he had in the present. And I I think when I experienced that and saw that in him, I didn't want I didn't want to be suffering in that way. <laughs> and I'm sure that that some of that is is for that reason why I, I have tried to be different. I know that there was a period of time I was estranged from my dad and there was some behaviour that he displayed during a time he and my mum split up and then they ended up getting divorced and things were happening and you know words were said and I said something a phrase and he took real offence to it and uh, he just for a number of years just wouldn't speak to me and he even didn't do anything with his granddaughter and unfortunately my daughter remembers that so he they had been really close but he literally as he dropped me he dropped her as well his only grandchild and I I was one that really worked worked really I did not give up on trying to build a relationship with him again and and for me it was I felt that he was my father there had been some negative things but I think I got to a point where I just they happened I, I can't you know got no control over them you know I had my mum on one side him on the other side but he's my dad and I felt it was important to still have a relationship with him and for him to have a relationship with my with my daughter. And so <laughs> uh, it wasn't an easy thing, but I persevered. And in the end, we, we ended up having a good relationship before he passed away. Acceptance, and I'm thinking, you know, in the more recent years... Uh, I mean, another place, of course, is in relationships. And I can remember really feeling, really not, not being happy about certain things. And, and the struggle <laughs> and the emotional turmoil of that. And it wasn't until... Uh, I think for me, a point I remember saying to myself, I cannot, I cannot change the other person. And that I have to accept that this is how this is going to be in, in, in relation to this particular area of my life or this particular issue. And it was when I was able to do that that uh, uh, you know the emotion, that emotional turmoil, will calm down. 
I think about my my weight and how I've struggled over the years. I believe that one of the reasons I have been successful in losing weight this time and I'm being successful in maintaining and doing the work that I need to do on a day-to-day basis <laughs> is because I got to a point well I, I spent a lot of time looking at myself and berating myself and being unhappy looking at myself and being and just being I don't know just thinking what I saw in the mirror, mirror was just disgusting I'll use it strong words I could bear to see myself in the mirror what I'd allowed to happen to my body when I had promised myself when I had promised myself that morning that I would never allow myself to get fat again that's the word and I had failed and looking into the future and because of where I was I thought this is this I'm at a certain age now my 50s it's too late you know my mum struggled my mum didn't do it so you know why me and I guess a lot of personal personal development reading things I I decided and I think the thing about acceptance is that it's an active word it's a it's something that you have to do it's active <laughs> you don't just become you actually do it and I guess I suppose you then become so I I and I remember because I know that I did this I would look at myself and I would say I would I accept whether I use those particular words, I don't know, but I, I decided to accept myself where I am there. This is me today, and, and be happy with the me today. And because I had also, at the same time, started to take some steps to make some changes, I would, I would be saying to myself, I'm trying to remember what I said to myself, the feeling is that what I'm happy with is that I am taking action and I looked at myself and I say um, you know Sonia you're good Sonia you look good Sonia you're beautiful I don't know what I said that but I might have done <laughs> but I was just I, it was different to what I said before I looked at myself and I was disgusted and I just did not want to be who I saw in the mirror that's it I did not want to be who I saw in the mirror and I, I didn't want to see myself in the mirror and when I saw myself in the mirror I didn't want to be that person I so didn't want to be that person but I was that person because I was looking back at myself and I hated it and obviously it didn't happen overnight but I practiced I practiced looking at myself and accepting the person I saw in the mirror as me and maybe that's what it is maybe I think I had disassociated so much from my body 
because I didn't want to believe that what I saw in the mirror was me. And I think maybe that perpetuated me carrying on and the weight increasing and increasing. And it was the point at which maybe I looked in the mirror and I saw that is me and accepted that that is me today and that's going to be me tomorrow, next week and next month. Okay. Because of course I went on diets because I, I, when I, what I looked at in the mirror, I didn't want to be me and I wasn't accepting me and I wanted to change and I wanted that change to be immediate. And if it wasn't going to be today, I wanted the change to be tomorrow. And if it wasn't tomorrow, I wanted it to be next month. And so the flip over is I accepted the me that was looking back at me in the mirror or the me that when I looked down at myself, I couldn't see my feet because my stomach was so large or my, my bust was so large, really, which oh, that's one thing I couldn't cope with. I really couldn't cope with. That's another story. Uh, so I accepted that. And and accepted that that was going to be me next week, next month, and next year even. And and also decided that I there are things I can do to change it over time. So I wasn't looking for change immediately. But I believed that I could change it over time. And I believed that if I started to take certain action and started to think in a certain way, that three years' time, four years' time, um, things could change. Now, that was back in 2017. This is 2020, and that so that change happened, and that my way of thinking didn't get cemented over overnight. It took constantly when I, when the, the negative thoughts came in my head, reminding myself that the person I am now is a good person, that. I'm all right with myself now. I'm accepting of myself now. And so even this morning, when I went on the scales, and I'm still within sort of the bubble uh, in terms of my similar world target, but I'm heavier than I was hoping to be. And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said to myself, Sonia, look at you. <laughs> you look good as you are. So it's still something I have to practice. And I looked at myself and I you could look good as you are. Accept yourself as you are now. I did that this morning in front of the mirror. And it may have been because I was thinking about the word acceptance. And I just want to acceptance and change because I think when we 
when we accept something, we think we, well, I have to, it's like, oh, I don't want to have to accept that. I think we say then, you know, I don't, you know, why should I accept? Because we see it as something negative. We see it as giving up, as giving away, maybe. You know, I don't want it to be like this, so I don't want to accept it. I want things to change. So I can't accept it, because if I accept it, it means that I don't want it to change. And that's not true. What I've learned is <clears throat> when I accept when I accept something, I stop. Actually, I, I stop kind of ruminating. I stop complaining. I stop giving it time and effort and space in my head and so when I stop giving it time space energy there's a space there there's a void there and the space there then is to see other things the thought that's coming into my head I'm not sure why so I'm going to speak it before I moved into this the house that I'm in now 20 odd years ago I was living in a flat, a ground floor flat, and <clears throat> I had a, I'd had a period of depression, I'd been in hospital, and I came out of hospital, and I know that one of the things that <clears throat> had been of an issue for me, um, I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy in, and... Um, my partner at the time had had an affair and uh, the family upstairs a mother and two teenage children um, they were really so noisy the, the kids you could tell they were jumping on sofas they had a dog that used to come over to our bit of the, top of the garden because it was one of those properties where they had the upstairs. It was a house, huh? they had the up upstairs, we had the downstairs. And the garden was split in half. But the dog would jump over our side, um, do its business, and then jump back over their side. And they did nothing about cleaning it up. And I was scared of dogs as well, so I couldn't put my washing out. Because, you know, when the dog jumped over, it would bark and I'd run back inside. <laughs> And I remember coming out of hospital and, and just saying to myself, uh, the situation's going, not going to change. You know, obviously I wanted the situation to change. I'm tr I can't even remember whether we, we complained. Uh, I can't even remember at all. And I think we'd been to the Housing Association complained and were waiting to see if they could move us to another property but and I just thought I think I I must have accepted the situation as it is that it wasn't going to change there's nothing I could do to change it in terms of changing their behavior and I think once I did that I started to think well what do I <clears throat> Excuse me, what do I have control over? And I realised that, okay, I don't have any control over it, but I, I do have some control over whether or not I live here. 
and I can wait to see if the housing association uh, move us or I could take some action. And it's interesting the way that things show up because it's not as if I then <laughs> went looking for somewhere to live or anything like that. What happened was I was having a conversation with a friend. <coughs> <clears throat> I was having a conversation with a friend it's a bit noisy here and just have to move past that area of traffic I was having a conversation with a friend and they mentioned that they'd been to a seminar and they were pursuing buying somewhere through a new scheme called do-it-yourself shared ownership and if it was a different housing association but I asked for the details <clears throat> I contacted my housing association morning and they were also getting involved in the scheme and had <laughs> At a seminar uh, scheduled which they invited me to and because my friend told me the process I literally went and found this house that I'm in today before I got to the seminar and when I think about it it was about accepting the situation and and then a, an opportunity an opportunity arising because I kind of let go. I wanted to be living in a home that was peaceful. <laughs> I wanted to be able to go into my garden without being traumatized by this dog. And I wanted those things, and I wasn't getting them, and I was getting frustrated, and I got ill, got stressed about it all and when I let go and of the idea that that was going to happen in that place that home it opened an opportunity so I'm not saying that I would never have had that conversation and that wouldn't have happened I don't know but I do think there's something about being able to create or see opportunities <clears throat> when you have the space to see that and when you're not, your head's down, just crouching or hiding or your hands over your ears, not wanting to listen or hear anything. I think with my illness, <clears throat> I'm a bit froggy. I think with my illness over the last seven years, I think the first few years, I didn't want to accept that I had this condition that was going to be enduring and that was going to impact on me that I wasn't going to be the Sonia I was before that was just literally really active didn't stop had so much energy I was this different person and I didn't want to accept it and was really frightened all the time 
that I wouldn't be able to manage my job. And I think it was, was it was the two years ago, it was the, well, I guess a few years ago when I decided to focus on my health and realised, hoped, I hoped that by losing weight, I would help my situation. I think, and I had kind of given up when I kept on having the meningitis attacks. I, I had given up hope on sort of losing weight and being healthy again because I kept getting these knockbacks and I just thought, you know, life is going, not going to change, but this is how life is going to be, this is how I'm going to feel all the time. And, but for whatever reason, decided that I wasn't going to, actually, I decided I wasn't going to accept that. <laughs> I wasn't going to accept that, but I was going to focus on what I could change. I accept that there's, you know, this condition I have, there's not anything I can do about having it and having had it. Because I had, you know, had some regrets. I would look back, I constantly look back and say, if only I hadn't made that decision then. <laughs> you know, if I, and, and that would, oh, even with my knee injury, I would, because I have, uh, I've had a repair to my knee and I've had so much problems with my knee. And I've gone, you know, times when I've just wished, I've sort of transported myself back to that netball game I was playing. And if only I hadn't jumped up so high for that ball and come down at that angle to tear my ligament. If only everything would have been better, everything would have been different. And it's those <clears throat> events in my life like that that I haven't been accepting of. And it's haunted, I've been haunted, haunted by them. <laughs> <clears throat> haunted by decisions that I've made which to me has felt that um, I've gone down a pathway that I, I didn't want or has caused me harm in some way. <clears throat> and it's not until I've been able to be accepting of that that I've been able to say, well, look, that's what happened. And in fact, <laughs> if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have met this person or wouldn't have had that experience. And I think I can put that to people as well. And maybe I've struggled more with being accepting of people and their behaviour. <clears throat> and I'm learning to be more accepting and although I've, all, I've always been someone who can see the good in people, I have been. I have been that kind of person. But when someone's behaviour has been such that it's harmed me in some way, 
um, mainly psychologically. I felt that it's harmed me psychologically. I've allowed it to have an emotional impact, and maybe that's what it is. I've allowed it to because I have to allow that, don't I? Uh, maybe I've not been as forgiving of that. And maybe I thought I've accepted, but maybe I haven't. Which is why, more recently, I thought, actually, I don't think I have, because I'm practicing the acceptance thing at the moment, and my feelings are changing. (laughs) So maybe I wasn't so accepting before, when I thought I was. So the, the accepting of people, I think I've had to work harder at. However, when I have been able to do it, I have been able to look at that person and see more positives in them than I had before. Uh, and, so, and that's good because what happens is that we find ourselves, well, I have, my mind is filled with conversations and debates with certain people. But when I become accepting of them and when I can see that actually we're all good, I'm good, they're good, we're doing the best we can with the resources we have. If I'm doing that, then they are too. (laughs) And they are having similar thoughts to me as well. And that uh, the person I've been listening to is me saying we're, we're all perfect. So that's my new thing, to be looking at people with the view that we are all perfect. As we are interesting, there is an, uh, there's an advert. I just, I, that's just come to me just now. There's an advert at the moment. And there's women. I don't know what product they're promoting. It was probably may well be a skincare. I don't know. I can't remember. They're saying they're perfect. So you have all these different women and they're saying we're perfect. I'm perfect as I am. And and I guess if there's anything for me, it's... Yeah, it's a new thing for me. So this acceptance and does that fit in with the feeling of being perfect? I am perfect. And maybe it's about accepting myself and realising actually I am perfect as I am. And you are perfect as you are. I see you as perfect. And I know, I can feel it. When I, when I say that of myself and I look at another person and I see them as perfect, it completely changes the dynamics completely changes how I feel and it's a positive feeling it really is a positive feeling and my approach to you will be very different to if I feel that you have flaws in any way but if I see you as perfect and I see I do see you as perfect as you are as I see myself perfect and that changes everything, doesn't it? It just, that feels so good. And I think one of the things I'm about now is about feeling good. I want to feel good. And I want others to feel good. I think in the past, 
I have wanted others to feel good by pleasing, feeling that I needed to please them in some way. And that's kind of, I don't think that, that's not it. I've realised that's not it because often when I've tried to please people, I've been taking something away from myself to do that. Uh, and I think that I'm pleasing somebody, but actually in the long term I'm not. I'm maybe trying to appease somebody. And I was talking, I was texting back and forth with my daughter today. I'm so proud of her, and she's so bright. And, you know, she's going through some things at the moment, as we all do, don't we? And there's something she said, try to remember it, but it was about something around that, for her, realising that she, she, she wanted to be able to still communicate with people, even though it sometimes meant it's not something that they, morning, they wanted to to hear even if it but she wanted and I think it was she wanted to be honest so I can't remember what it is it's written down you know I'm not going to remember it but that's fine that's fine <laughs> it's all right doesn't change what I'm saying now uh it 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 meant something I saw it when I read it and that was the important thing and I don't have to be able to relay it here um, to know that actually <coughs> it meant something and I felt proud of her. <coughs> I think definitely time for me to stop talking. I'm heading home now. Thank you for hanging out with me this morning and and listening to me talking about something that I've never talked about before and it, processing it in my, my own mind as well, um, which is, I guess, why I enjoy doing this and why it's helped me just being able to talk. It helps me in other areas as well. So you take care and I'll speak to you soon.